Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast. Join in with Coach Chris as he discusses Kingdom Life principles and spiritual concepts that will lead you into your destiny and purpose in life. You can also find more information about Coach Chris and Kingdom Life on Facebook, YouTube, at I Am Kingdom Life. Get ready to join today's podcast. Chris coming to you tonight. We have a great discussion going to happen and occur here. We're glad that you're joining with us tonight. We want you to start a watch party where you're at. Um, we are excited about the opportunity to have a special guest with us, Lynn Cartwright. We are going to have a discussion called King, uh, Toxic Masculinity versus Kingdom Men. We uh, have, uh, Lynn and I have uh, discussed masculinity in the past and we've done men's conferences. So we are excited to have the opportunity to share with you tonight. We're just gonna wait a few more moments here, uh, allow people to jump on. While you're watching tonight, we'd love for you to share with us where you're watching us from. So place a comment in the section tonight, that way we can acknowledge you. We'd love to acknowledge you and uh, mention you by name and stay in contact with you as well. Just a few more moments here. We'll allow some people to jump on while you're watching. Maybe you can share this with uh, someone around you. We're excited about the opportunity to bring kingdom dynamics, kingdom principles to you tonight and be able to share this precious word with you. It's such a critical time, such a transitional moment in our society in America and in the world. Now is the time of transformation. So we're gonna encourage you, we're gonna uplift you, we're gonna acknowledge some issues tonight and, and, and the male gender and, and, uh, that transcends from the kingdom to the church and into our worldview. This is going to be an awesome opportunity for us to have a, a discussion tonight. But wherever you're watching us, we'd love for you just to uh, uh, chime in during the uh, show tonight. If you have questions, please do so. All right. My name is Coach Chris. I am your uh, life coach. And uh, this is Kingdom Life, where we share uh, Kingdom Life principles and spiritual concepts. This is where what we have been doing for quite some time. Um, and we just want to continue to take the opportunity to come into your home. So wherever you're watching, you may be driving. You may be, I don't know, you may be at a campus area somewhere. Um, but wherever you are, we hope this message finds you thriving and not just striving. Uh, so, again, we want to take the opportunity to, to welcome uh, in just a few moments, we're going to have uh, our special guest uh, speaker tonight, a friend of mine named Joseph Lynn Cartwright. So um, one of the things, the topic of our discussion tonight is going to be toxic masculinity versus kingdom men. And we're going to take a look at what that looks like and, and just spend a few moments and dig down on those principles and, and be able to take a look at that. So um, we'd love for you to take the opportunity to write to us. We'll also be sharing Lynn's information. Uh, I call him Lynn. He got, his name is Joseph. Uh, I, I'll be saying Lynn tonight, but we'd love for you to stay in contact with us. He'll be sharing his information as well. Uh, you can email me at Coach Chris at I am, I am Kingdom Life. I want to reach out to you. I'd love to connect with you. Write to us. You can write to us on Facebook as well, but that is my email there. And you can obviously like us on Facebook, YouTube, and and um, Spotify. We're really excited. This This message will also be on our podcast on Spotify at I Am Kingdom Life. So without further ado, tonight's topic is going to be on toxic masculinity versus kingdom men.
All right. So before I bring Glenn on tonight, I'd like to uh, read to you a little bit of his bio. Joseph Cartwright is the founder and owner of Reimagined Men of DFW. His passion is to see men become healthy in all areas of their lives so that they can lead their families, workplaces, churches, and communities. He is a, he's a passionate purveyor of hashtag manhood on fire. We're going to be hearing a little bit more about that in just a moment. Joseph graduated from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary with his Master's of Divinity with Biblical Languages. He has been in pastoral and mission, uh, missionary ministry for almost 30 years, so he probably started when he was five. Uh, he has coached men for over 10 years, and in, he's a local entrepreneur for over 15 years. Joseph is an author, speaker, husband, father, and is consumed with fiery passion to live out the fullness of being a son of God. Amen to that. His mandate is to set other men on fire with the same consuming fire. And that is, uh, he'll, he'll be able to share some more of that, uh, that on, on um, hashtag manhood on fire. One of the things that we're, we're going to be discussing tonight before I bring him on, I just want to lay a little bit of foundation before we uh, move into the discussion of, if we took, a, this morning I talked to you about Jesus and how he has, uh, moved into servant leadership. And just one. And so um, one, one of the things that we talked about is Jesus and his servant leadership. And one of the things that we're going to look at, at, at again tonight is men and how we uh, uh, come across in our worldview, in our church setting, and in the kingdom dynamic. Uh, the thing that we have to face as men is how we are living in, in all those statuses. We, uh, if you notice the first slide, we as men are, we're, we're emotion, emotional. Uh, we have anger issues. Uh, we're, we're men. And, and the big thing about it is how we are growing up in our communities. So as we look at this, we're looking at it from a dynamic of not just a cultural standing, but a, a, a worldview on what the world might say we have and, and how we're approached by in our church setting. But really the thing that we want to dig down into is the Jesus dynamic and the kingdom dynamic and how that can appropriate into our lives uh, as men. Because the thing that we face is our family. One of the things that's being attacked and has been under attack for a long time is, is uh, our families. Most children today do not grow up in their, the, new, the original nucleus family. Uh, we're growing up in blended families. We're growing up in single household families. We're growing up in families that are uh, have absentee fathers. And this puts a lot of pressure on uh, the mothers that are playing both roles if we have an absentee father. And then we face face such issue as feminism versus masculinity. A lot, a lot to discover there. Uh, but the thing that the thing that I really uh, want all of us to gather tonight is if we're men and women, for both men and women. Uh, I, I say that mothers groom their boys, but they are activated by their fathers. And that is so critical. That's one of the things that I'm learning about my son. He's 17 years old. He's a wonderful son. I'm blessed to be his father. But mothers groom their sons and fathers, in my belief, activate the uh, activate their sons and, and push them into purpose and dynamic. So a little bit of foundation there. We want to take a look at this and approach this. Uh, uh, with Lynn tonight, uh, as we have a discussion, as we're as we're having this discussion, please make comments. If you have any questions, make a comment about that. Uh, even during the, the live show, we'd love to acknowledge that. Maybe at the end of the session, we can come back and do a Q and A. But even even if you're watching this from somewhere else, you can um, uh, post that, and then we can come back and circle on that as well. So, all right, Lynn, Joseph, Hello. my brother, welcome. How are you? Sir, yeah, thank you. Is that a guitar you have hanging there, sir? It is. Um, all right. We also have a ukulele, but it's kind of beside it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. ukulele. I, I don't know if those are still in style, but hey, Lynn, welcome to welcome to tonight's show. Remember, uh, you and I have known each other for quite some time. For the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, we grew up in yeah. school and we were reunited um, via uh, Facebook, but. Um, and, and, and we were really reunited uh, uh, and on the same path about this kingdom dynamic. But I laid just a quick foundation there of some of the things and some of the challenges that we're facing um, as men in today's society, uh, the struggles that we have, 
uh, from a cultural standpoint, from a religious standpoint, and we're really pressing into, for those who are really trying to discover, I'm, I'm discovering a lot of guys in our age, in that 40 age range, that are trying to break into that next level, that kingdom dynamic, and they're finding it in world systems and in addictions, and they're just stuck there, and we're not really being challenged or empowered or promoted in this current church culture. So that's why we're really focusing on the kingdom dynamic. So I know we, we laid that foundation there, but tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, and some of the stuff that you're doing here in the local community. You got it. Yeah, just uh, my wife's name is Sarah. I've got three kids. I've got an older daughter who's in college. She's actually in Manchester, England, going to college. She's 20. I have a 16-year-old son who's in his own little crises of masculinity as well. And uh, just working and coaching and loving on my own son has been an awesome journey and a, and a learning curve for me as a dad. And then I have a little one, a four, almost four-year-old. She'll be, she'll be four in April, little Ava. So that's, that's the family life. Uh, my sis, my uh, my family in general, we sense a call to do something big for the kingdom. I think anybody that follows Jesus and follows the, the prompting of the spirit does. And Sarah and I have a call in our city to impact our city in a meaningful way. So what I do with Reimagined Men DFW as a for-profit coaching business is only a part of that. But we have a call to our city that we live in, in the mid-cities area of Dallas-Fort Worth. And... We have a call to reach people with a, the understanding of the gospel of the kingdom. And so we've we're sent out from our church about two and a half years ago into our city to be salt and light. And we've been doing that. And the Lord has been doing some neat stuff with that. So that's kind of what we're doing ministry wise. And then just lastly, the newer piece is that Sarah and I in our marriage have begun just talking with couples and helping them understand the dynamics of what we have as a couple. Uh, the blessings that we have because we're walking in sonship and daughterhood in the kingdom and becoming who we're supposed to be in the Lord. And then together we're learning how to display his image. So that's another kind of ministry piece to it. I'm also a handyman and light remodeler. That's also how I pay bills. So um, <laughs> we have multiple income streams and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. There you go. There you go, man. Uh, I know that uh, be, I, I've known you for quite some time and, and you and I were single. Uh, and you found a lovely wife, and uh, I just saw Ava. Ava, right? Is that did I say her name right? Just yeah. a few minutes ago, and I can't believe it. She's already three years old, and uh, wow, she, the time goes by very quickly. So, yeah, yeah, and I'm glad to see that you're you're in Hearst. Is that correct? And actually, in Bedford. Yeah, Bedford, Bedford, Bedford. Yeah, I think I'm going to see Bedford here, Bedford here in, in Texas. And you've kind of, I, I like what you've done. If you don't know Lynn uh, Joseph here, he is radical. I'm telling you, out of the box radical. He's adopted and taken ownership of Bedford, and you're doing some dynamic work there. So, uh, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for uh, us tonight. And uh, some of the things that we want to discuss, I, I know time is limited and I know we'll run out of time and we won't be able to touch everything, but I just want to be able to express out and get some word out, some acknowledgement to men who are out there who are struggling with uh, addictions and not, and not being empowered and not being identified. Some of those things that you and I actually do uh, with individuals and in conferences, but tonight just, just the engagement to get the word out that we, we there are other men just like you. You are not alone. Yes. You are not alone, and uh, we are all in this together. And I think now more than ever, we have to engage one another and walk this out. So, yeah, Lynn. Um, so you know, I don't want to get too much in the toxic masculinity. Those are a secular world type uh, recognition of, of verbiage. I want to wants to dig that on the kingdom men, you know. And some of this get is gender specific. We are talking about men tonight, and it incorporates right. the woman. But we're we're talking really about. The uh, male gender in our culture. You're you're a white man. I'm a Hispanic male, and we have the African American culture as well. We have we have all these dynamics, and it's all clashing. A lot of things being different and said from our schools to colleges to our religious settings. A lot of things being said there. So we have gender. We have our culture. So I want to tackle really what is what is the what does it mean for us as kingdom men to be uh, healthy. Uh, and so, and take a look at that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what are we facing today? What are we facing today? 
Well, let's talk about it. So, uh, and, and so and I know we're going to take it from a Jesus standpoint. And, and I think a, a great Q&A and a great segue is today is what would Jesus do? I would I wonder what God, Jesus himself, I wonder what he would uh, look like walking this out. So go ahead with that. What do you think Jesus would do in this situation in our culture today? Yeah, um, let me let me just give some thoughts. A lot of our thought leaders right now in masculinity in America, and these are some guys that I highly respect. Uh, Jocko Willink is one of them. Jordan Peterson is another one. These are some guys that are leading out. They're saying things that nobody else wanted to say, you know. However, they do. These men do not speak from a place of Jesus being the center of everything that they are. They are not submitted to a king named Jesus. They've not taken the power of their sword and submitted it to him and his lordship. And so that gives me pause, even though I listen to these guys off and on. There's lots of other ones um, that are speaking because they're trying to deal with a manhood crisis that we have in North America. You know, and so I can honor them for that. But I can tell you straight away that the men that are really leading are the men that are followers of Jesus that I would say have embraced this idea of manhood on fire. They are so emblazoned and fiery with the Holy Spirit of the living God that when they step out into culture, there's a shift in dynamic that happens where they walk. When they pray, they're dealing with spiritual entities first before they start dealing with the physical and natural realm. Because we as believers understand, if we understand that our warfare is not with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, then it is important for us to teach men and women, so much of this pairs together, to agree together, touching things on the earth, to see the kingdom of God made known and manifest so things shift. And I believe that manhood is going to shift when a godly group of men band together and start fighting in the spirit to see biblical manhood make the comeback yeah. because yeah. manhood has been around, but it's not, it's, it's never been fully encouraged because it's dangerous and it doesn't yeah. look like what the church wants it to look like often. Wow, man, you said so much there. I want to go rewind, but uh, back a few minutes, a seconds here. The, the gentleman that you spoke about, uh, Mr. Peterson, I, I listened to him. I, I love uh, taking on it, all of that stuff in there. But most of them come from a psychological standpoint, um, science um, and everything. So when we when we talk about this, you're right. Not too many people are talking from a kingdom dynamic. And that's the critical component that's missing in today's society. And I don't know why the centralized church system is not teaching this to our men, to our young men, to to uh, to identify them at an early age. And that is so that that is so critical to me. Um, What's. So a couple other things, and it slipped my mind what you said. Oh, and the other thing is, too, you're, you're so right. Listen, gentlemen, wherever you're listening to this, you might be in prison tonight because of some of the choices that you made. But here's the critical thing. You still have power and you still have authority. And that's yeah. what's going to be taken away from me. You have dominion. This is God given to you, not, not just because of a, of a constitutional uh, and bill of rights that we have. I, in our world system in the United States, but the kingdom has given you power. You created in the image and in the likeness of your creator and we have dominion. So going, I want to acknowledge that too, that we have an ability to speak into the earth kingdom dynamics. So yeah, that's right. go ahead. Yeah. So I, I'm enamored with the idea of thinking about this, you know, men being on fire with the Holy spirit. Romans chapter eight talks about that. The sons of God, and of course, within that word is daughters, but the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. But that word led is actually a really bad translation. The word means ruled or governed by. Wow. So it's lordship. The sons are under lordship, but of the spirit of the living God, they're walking by the spirit Galatians five. So the fruit of the spirit is a part of their life. And when that fruit begins to grow in people's lives, other people can eat of that. And so as the spirit is, we're occupied with that. That's again, that word walking by the spirit. It's not just, hey, I'm just walking by the spirit. I'm being led. No, you're being ruled and you're governed and you're being occupied with the things of the spirit of God. So again, I'm trying to set a clear kingdom dynamic that if Jesus is not the center of your masculinity, then you cease to be masculine. You're just being a male. Wow. 
is what makes the difference. It's not DNA. It's not testosterone levels. It's not how much you work out. It's not any of that stuff. We know all that stuff. I'm coming from a place of speaking from experience as well. Went to the top of my ministry career, found it to be empty. Had trouble with pornography. I'm free and clean. Thank God I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus. I've been divorced. I've felt the failure and the brokenness of divorce. So I've struggled with pornography, been to the top of my career, had a divorce. I didn't, and those are all different dynamics together, you know? Um, and so, and then I've been suicidal after my wife left me. Wow. I was suicidal and I was broken. And it was a company of men, a group of strong, masculine, biblically sound men that came alongside me along with their wives and they poured healing and deliverance and freedom and destiny and sonship and identity and blessing. And man, I can't wow. even tell you how they carried me. And here's the, here's the cool thing. I was their pastor. Wow. And I submitted to them and I said, don't tell me to do anything that breaks the law of God in the Bible. And don't tell me to do anything that breaks the law of the land. But whatever you tell me, I will do because I am desperate to be healed and free and walking in everything I'm supposed to be. So it was wow. signs of mine in the Lord that healed me and brought me to a place where I could be a whole man again. And it lit a fire in me. And that's where manhood on fire came from. It came out of brokenness. Man, so I just want to you're talking to men, maybe they were in prison or whatever. I'm a guy. I haven't been to prison. I do minister in the prisons yeah. every few months, but yeah. I, but I, I've, I've been to those broken places and I can tell you, I'm still walking out of that coming into identity. And God is so real that he can set you free and help you walk in identity and power in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, Dan Williams is watching. He says, Yo soy un hijo de rey. You are a son of the most high. Yes, sir. Thank you for uh, watching there, Dan. Um, Lynn, man, you were saying so much stuff there that I think the big thing is, is we're not being taught. You, you, you just said so much stuff there. So powerful is that you were, and I, I'm with you. I've had addictions of every kind. I'm a divorced individual. I know what it is to have a blended family. I know what it is to lose my job in corporate world, making lots of money, losing my house, my car being robbed and losing everything and have making the comeback. So guys, when we're speaking to you, we're not just speaking to you because we're some great dynamic men. We're speaking yeah. to you as men who are hurt and have had hurts issues and have overcome. And that's what we're trying to get you into tonight. And listen to when we talk about the spiritual concept, it's not pie in the sky. It's not some elevated, oh, you've got to do these series of steps and to, in order to qualify. I'm not qualified. So I'm, gentlemen, I am not qualified. I am a son. I'm not qualified. I'm just son. And what really has qualified me is that my pains and losses. See, I'm not perfect. And some religious settings require you to be perfect and to obtain X in order to be that. Jesus said, uh-uh. He said, I'll take you as you are, and you are perfected because of him. So this is really the simplicity that we need to discuss and take more time. I don't think we're going to really be able to dig down on that. But I get what you're saying, Lynn. The critical component is the centralized focus should be the life of Christ. And yes. how does that overlay into transcend the world, transcend religious systems, and move into the kingdom dynamic? And that's a, that's yeah. a great point. Go ahead. So let me bring us into our second point to talk about a warrior culture. Because I think trying to live in Christ on your own doesn't work. The lone wolf is a dead wolf. Oh, so when we're in community, especially with other men, masculinity bestows masculinity. And so it's a huge dynamic in the kingdom when we create a warrior culture of men that have a Spartan wartime mentality where they're saying, I'm not going after wealth and prestige. I'm not going after all the things the world sees as valuable. I'm going after the kingdom of God. I'm seeking it first and, the, and its way of doing and being right, then I'm going to trust God with all my finances and everything else. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be in a culture and I want to create a culture where men can be men and women can be women. And I think it's a warrior culture. If we're a true follower of Jesus Christ, we are not enamored with the things of this world. I'm not just talking about possessions. I'm talking about, we are occupied. We are insane 
with love and passion for Christ and the spirit of the living God and to see the father's will established in the earth. Yeah. And that's how Jesus was. His, his, his food was to do the will of his father. So warrior culture is a definite part of this, of following Christ. You have to be in real community. And that, that's good, man. And that's a model. I think that a lot of us are, are hungry for. I think that's relational status. Um, I yes. think the, that, the, the models that we have been, uh, shown are just world uh, views from that. And I use my father as an example. Um, My model that has been demonstrated to me is my father, who's been married to my mom for 55 years. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. That model doesn't exist anymore. Right. It's, it's very, it's very rare to find that nowadays. And so when you talk about this, this culture that we grow in, my perspective is probably while I am an American, it's, I grew up in a traditional Hispanic family where my mom served my father, right? And that's, that's, not, that's not something that's necessarily uh, it's a, a taboo or uh, that's old school, right? But that's something that's worked for them. And I think that the, the thing that you're saying here and the relationship, and I forget, what did you call it? Uh, warrior? A warrior culture. A warrior culture. I think that would be something that could be cultivated. And what does that look like as as kingdom men coming together? And I believe that's something that you've been working on for quite some time. And uh, I've, I've been to a few of your, your meetings at Starbucks and other, and other places. And I believe that's the component that's really going to uh, amalgamate, put us together. And yes. and, and to because we need one another. The band of brothers is needed. Yes. Yeah, it's men being men together. Because again, masculinity bestows masculinity. Chris, if you have a gap in your masculinity and I have something that I can give to you to fill that gap, we're doing that in community or vice versa. If I've got a gap and you and I are in community with other men, there's some guy in there that's got something he can fill in. You know, and we bestow that and we call that out. And yeah. a warrior culture actually calls out men to mature sonship. And it gets them out in the real battle. The real battle is spiritual that affects the natural. So, again, we can talk about being physically fit and lifting weights. That's all that stuff. That's part of our Redeemed Sparta, hashtag Redeemed Sparta, our men's community. That's one of the areas we look at. But it's the spiritual dynamics that we're looking to translate into a natural world. So we're trying to look behind the veil of what the spirit of God is doing in the heavenly realms to know how the father wants to see heaven invade the earth. And we don't know that if we're not in intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, walking in his in his shoes every day, following the rabbi and the power of the spirit yeah. and being governed and led by the spirit. If we're not doing that, we're not having anywhere near the impact that men are called to have in the kingdom. That's right. That's one of the components that I have three, three departmentalized components, but one of them is body, soul, spirit. And I talk about what we talk about is, is being healthy. And he kept on saying about lifting weights and stuff. I'm not a good example of that. I got a little bit of a belly on myself, right? I like yeah, to <laughs> You have one too. And so, but you know what? When we talk about being healthy, most that's the first thing. That's the first thought that comes into our mind. Oh, he goes to the gym and he works out. But when, what good is it if I, my body is physically healthy? Right. I have no mental health. Right? Yeah, let me give you- let me give you six areas to focus on, guys, That you, if you'll just listen to this. This is the six areas that we focus on in our Go community. First is physical fitness, not first in order. It's just one of the things. Physical fitness is definitely one of them. We want to be able to respond in an active shooter situation. I don't want to be so chubby that I can't run fast to protect somebody or to take a shooter down. I think yeah. physical fitness is important. We're thinking about that. Mental sharpness. Having a tough mental attitude, not I'm the man, I'm going to make it happen. Not that garbage. Um, having the mind of Christ is what I'm talking about. Mental sharpness. When I was involved in so much stuff on the Internet and all that stuff, my mind was so clouded. When I was keeping up with all the headlines in the news, my mind was so clouded. But when I got rid of all that stuff and got into the word more and started focusing on the kingdom, my mind started clearing up. So mental sharpness. Third area. Emotional intelligence, mm. be in touch with your emotions, know really what's going on and be intelligent and be willing to do the work to get your emotional life back in order and shape. And so there's a tenderness that should come out of a man when he's speaking to his wife. 
not anger, not rage, not control, not foolish speaking and coarse jesting and dirty jokes with his buddies. That garbage needs to be put in the trash bin and we need to move forward, but be emotionally wise and intelligent. Fourthly, spiritual strength. Men need to be flexing spiritual muscle and sending some devils running. It's that simple. Yeah. Five, relational communication. Most couples in particular break down in their relational communication. Men and women don't know how to communicate. Well, I'm telling you how men and women need to communicate. Direct, clear, and concise, and in love. And that's how Sarah tried to operate. That's a different show for another day. (laughs) And then last, financial health. I think we should be walking financially healthy. We should know how to handle our finances and using them as leverage points for the kingdom of God to sow more into the kingdom. So those are the six areas that we work with men on to help them in our kingdom culture called um, Redeem Sparta. Hashtag Redeem Sparta. Hashtag Redeem Sparta. Y'all, you guys look that up. Man, so much stuff there as well. You know, it's such a fair balance. It's such a fair balance when we when we take a look at stuff like this because the critical components is there. We can be so uh, driven by our finances and, and finances is good, but we can work too many hours and be absent from our family. We can be so physically fit that we spend so many hours in the gym and we're looking at that. We can overdo our education and be on YouTube and reading too much. So we find these components of balancing all these things and then all at the same time, listening to what the world says. You know, you're man, I've, I've turned off the news before. I got to take a break sometimes. I just got to turn off the world. Sometimes I even have to take uh, remove some of the pulpit messages and stuff like that. And I said, I got to take a break. I got to turn it off. I think you yourself, you've even um, removed yourself from social media for a while. And I believe all those things are good. I believe taking fast is good uh, at some point in time. So finding a balance, finding finding your stride of what your purpose is and finding finding the path that works better for you. And that, that's a critical component as well. So go ahead. Good stuff there. Amen. And then the last thing I'd like to maybe just share real quick so we can be good with our time is you want to talk a little bit about the toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's my here's some thoughts that I have on that. And I'm not even going to talk about what the news says and really about what culture says. Once masculinity becomes toxic, things like control, self-centeredness, chauvinism. Once those things invade a man's masculine soul, it ceases to be genuine masculinity. So the toxic masculinity is not masculinity. It's maleness. It's, it's whatever. But I think it's a little bit of a straw man that's being raised up in culture. But I'm not really interested in dealing with what culture thinks about it. I want to know what the Bible says about it. That's good. The Bible does not talk about toxic masculinity However, there are examples of men that do things that are toxic, right, in the scripture. Um, King David, who's one of my big heroes, is one of them. Until he started coming to places of understanding, he was doing toxic things and even destroyed his own family in the process, unfortunately. So when you start thinking about different dynamics, though, let's talk about the kingdom dynamic real quick. Um, I think the first one is servanthood. Servanthood? There's nothing toxic about servanthood unless you're serving people so they'll serve you. There you go. So, you know, my wife does not exist to serve me. My Bible says that she's supposed to submit to me, but I'm supposed to love her, serve her like Christ loved the church. And Christ laid down his life to secure for himself a bride. And later on in Ephesians 5, it says, this mystery is great because I'm talking about Christ and his church. That's right. It's only secondarily talking about a married couple, but our role is to love sacrificially, agape deep love, sacrificial love for our wives and women that are healthy and kingdom women are hardwired to respond with love and respect and come alongside us, not behind us, not under us, not above us, but beside us from our side where they came and we walk together as male and female on the earth seeing that kingdom dynamic of the male and female and the image wow. of God coming together. So yeah. servanthood is, is I think the number one thing that we need to see. Uh, let me just give two more and then I'll let you hit. Just, you can no, you're good. hit you're good. whatever. Um, another one is that our strength gentlemen is used on behalf of others. 
our strength physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and relationally is given from the Father so we can use it on behalf of others. It is not to build our own reputation. It is not to build our own kingdoms. It is not to build our own bank accounts. It is not for those reasons. It is for the kingdom of God and full stop. Other people. Loving God and loving others is what it's about. So we love ourselves. Yes, we see ourselves as Christ sees us, but we should be serving people with our strength. And then lastly, another thing that's biblical masculinity and real masculinity or genuine masculinity is the fruit of the spirit. So I'm talking about the Jesus thing, right? Yeah. We should have kindness and gentleness and those kinds of things in our lives as well as strength. And, and that fierce wildness should also be part of us as well. But it should be under the lordship of Christ. So, man, I think we should be warriors and we should be poets. Yeah. We should be velvet and we should be steel. Yeah. You know, we don't need to be male and female. Women are females. We need to be male. There you but go. we do be tender and strong at the same time. So you see Jesus taking children up in his arms and loving and blessing them. He was tender and kind. But then you see him going in the temple, turning the tables over and say, you've turned this place into a den of thieves. Get out of my father's house that yeah. was with a whip. So he was both. Right. Oh, yeah. But the Jesus I follow is the one I'm going to give as a last thought. Jesus is coming back on a white horse with with his hair being white as snow, fire coming out of his eyes, a sword coming out of his, ha- out of his mouth. He's got a tattoo on his on his thigh. You know? got a tattoo? Hold on now. And he's leading the sons and daughters of God back into the earth to bring total kingdom dominion in the planet. That's yeah. the Jesus alive and well right now sitting up on the throne room. That's the son of God. And as son of man, he appears to us in kindness and gentleness to draw us to the Father through the power of the Spirit. But he's coming back as the Son of God, and he will establish his kingdom. And I want to be about that now, and it starts right here on the inside of me. Wow. Very good. Very very well said, sir. Yeah, you, going back to what you were saying, um, I thought about my dad. Uh, as a, he, he worked construction for 40 years, one job for 40 years. That's another model that we don't see very often. Mm-hmm. His hands, he, he, he worked in concrete, and he swung a hammer all day. His hands was literally a callus. I mean, you would touch it. It was just, it was just like a solid callus. He's a hardworking man, but he also had the tenderness to approach us as sons and daughters. He was all man, but he also had that tenderness. And the, the big thing is we can't be all masculine and dominant because we also have to be subservient as well. You know, and it, yes. it's, it's this pendul- pendulum swing. It's the ebbs and tides of when is the gift what, what is the most powerful gift? And I, I say this in my conferences. What is the most powerful gift that you have? And that gift is purpose under heaven, right? So it's following that pendulum, and it's, it's, you know, you might call it bipolarism, you know, but which one of those components, which one of those gifts need to be activated in every situation when you're, when you're in an addiction state, um, what really are we playing in our mind? What is it that we're playing back? What is the underlying story there? And what, what God's grace needs to overcome that dynamic? When we're struggling in our finances, what, man, what, what component of the kingdom do we need to discover to overcome that, that, that feeling of emptiness and, uh, oh, I'm inadequate because I'm not providing for my family? What is God saying to us in each and every one of these moments? How do I become a better father? How do I become a a better son? And each one of those situations uh, are critical. They're transitional and they can be transformational. But here's the thing that I'm going to tell us tonight. Uh, As Lynn was speaking, man, so much stuff and we could spend hours on this. But in every situation of, of difficulty and of challenge, I'm challenging you, man, that in every situation, if your wife talks back to you, if your son talks back to you, if your boss says something to you that you don't like, or maybe it's a customer or, or somebody down the road, if whatever occurs and we react, let us be proactive in being what the kingdom says we should be. If somebody flips us the bird on the flight going down the road, I'm in a bad mood. Chris Silva does it. Hey, I've got a few choices. Yeah, this way back. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> It's like, no, I'm in such a bad mood. I want to say X. 
sometimes we were revengeful and there's a time for revenge. There's a time to lay down and, and, and be submissive. But in every one of these critical situations, we must practice, Lynn, we must practice that new component, that new component. Yes. Adding, adding a new dynamic. And that to me, even in my own life, I'm still practicing that. In situations with our families or, or, or a peer, you know, if you and I get mad at one another, uh, you know, give me time to process. Let's let's come back and have that discussion because I don't want to approach that situation like I normally did in anger. Right. And so right. each one of these situations, what would Jesus do? You know, I, I, it's a little cliche ish. But what really is the spirit saying to us? And, and for those of you who are in the secular world and absolutely do not uh, go to church, that's fine. But what we're saying in a kingdom dynamic that your creator, God, created you with emotions. He created you with memory, that you recall things and how we react and respond in our culture has defined us and tried to put things on us. And we, try, we, we, we want to ignore the propaganda that is being pushed on us. My greatest right. challenge is to take the world, the things that the world has tried to put on my son and remove those. Lynn, you and I have a son. I know, uh, I believe your son was in Boy Scouts and that type of stuff. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about maybe some of the things that, you know, the world tries to put on us that we don't have to accept them. We don't have to right. accept those things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we actually, I actually removed my son from when they, when I first saw the wheels coming off for Boy Scouts. So this was years ago. Now he was like in probably fourth or fifth grade. Now he's 16 years old and he and I have consistent discussions about what the world is putting on him, you know, and yeah. what he's expected to be, what he's expected not to be. And I keep telling him he's taking his signals for the wrong place. Now, again, he's getting stuff off. He doesn't watch the news because he's 16 years old. He didn't give a rip about, he doesn't give a rip about Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi. None of that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's, he's listening to his peers and he's, what he's hearing from his peers is what's being told by the world, you know? Wow. And so even when he speaks about politics or religion or whatever, he's speaking from some of these worldviews. I'm like, where'd you get that from? You know, well, my buddy, my buddy, this, I'm like, okay, I know he's in that age where he's, and he's getting a lot of his dynamics and teaching and understanding from his buddies who don't have fathers that are actively involved in their lives. Wow. That's critical. Yeah. And man, he is getting hit on every side to where he's dealing with confusion, a lot of things going on. And I know my role is not to be his savior. He's making some bad mistakes. Sure. But what's happening is, my role as a man is to give him the clarion call of what truth is that will always ring true, even if he's denying it. Right now, he's not even sure there's a God. I'm speaking frankly. Wow. He's not even sure there's a God. This is my son raised in Christ. Not even sure there's a God because he's been wow. listening to the wrong voices. But the spiritual dynamic that's going on behind the scenes is I'm fighting for my son in the spirit and sure. I'm giving him truth in the natural so he understands what's going on. So these voices are crowding in around his buddies and school and social media and video games. All of these things are coming in and shaping his worldview. And unfortunately, the word of God, the Bible is kind of being set aside, but he's only in a season. Sure. I know God's going to. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't really answer your question, but anyways. Oh, hey, that Man, that's a great segue. I, my son's 17. And, and let me say this, gentlemen, while you're listening and those listening to you, uh, not just men, but women as well. We when you were speaking about the stuff that was coming into us, I want you to imagine your mind, your ears, your your eyes, the things that we see, the things we hear and the, even the things we say. I look at I look at our head as a front door to a home. I'm looking at my front door right now. I'm looking at my front door right now. Lynn, how how tragic would it be? If I allowed an, uh, 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 someone to come into my house and pillage my home, hurt right. my children, and and, just, and and do things to my wife and, and hurt my daughters and, and rape my son and do all these horrible, nasty things and take my wealth and, and take my, my, my covering and, and burn my house down and take the keys to my car, why would I allow that? Now, take that same example. And, and think about addictions and pornography and alcoholism and drugs. And we allow those things into our heads and it takes away our identity. It takes away our purpose. And it's constant. We have the ability to say, no, you yeah. don't belong in my house. You don't belong here. 
I bind you, I wrap you up, and I send you back. You have no place here in this house. And if you come into my natural house, you might be, be met with Smith and Wesson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good brother, Smith and Wesson. But you, you see what you see what we've done? Oh, we're supposed to be passive and understanding. No, there isn't a time for aggression. There is a time for that. Yeah. And I and I and I take time of for aggression and say, the enemy, the world system, you have no place in my children's life. Poverty, you have no place in my family's life. I, I reject and denounce uh, poverty and a poverty mentality. And then I could move too far into name it and claim it. I could move too far into prosperity. But what I am saying is we need that balance. What right. is the key saying? What, what is it? And right now, even in this coronavirus environment that we're living in, uh, it's, it's tragic what's going on in our world. And our identities are being challenged at all times and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And, and so at every moment, a critical stage, I believe that this is a transformational time, a transitional stage that we, you and I can um, take uh, technology like it is. And we've been doing this for quite some time. We're not just doing it right. in the current situation. But talking into people's lives, however we can meet uh, them, and I believe the future, who knows what that, that those meetings and those discussions are going to look like. But the underlying factor is we're made from a creator. We're given dominion and power and authority. And we want to learn to walk that out with one yes. another in, in community. Uh, do you have any parting words, man? I enjoy our time. I mean, it goes by fast. We've already been on for a few minutes here. So uh, yeah. do you, you, want, you want to wrap up before I close? Yeah, just real quick. The only thing that I feel led to do by the spirit is I want to talk to the women just for a quick moment. Go ahead. Go ahead. From a man who's married, loves my wife and understands the dynamic of male and female working together in the kingdom that we need you, ladies. We need warrior women. A real man is not fearful of Wonder Woman. Superman's not fearful of Wonder Woman. We need to step up and know who they are as daughters in the Lord, walking in their fullness, because what we don't need you to do is take your identity from us. Mm. That we can't carry that. Only Jesus can carry the identity. So if you'll draw from him and we can draw for him and then we can draw together in the kingdom and stand together in agreement, it's powerful. So I really do want to speak to the daughters to rise up as well, to find out who you are. You are beautiful for a reason, and it is not just to draw a man. Oh, man. You are enticing people into the kingdom. You represent the beauty part of who God is and your beauty physically, mentally, emotionally, your mind, the way you think and feel. These are things that are out of the father's heart and out of his plan for you. And he wants you to learn how to wield those things in the earth in such a way that people are drawn into the kingdom by what they see of the beautiful part of the kingdom of God. And so I just really want to encourage the women that you would rise up with real men as well. Be in community with them. Make sure that whoever you marry or you date is walking in identity and destiny, that they're not trying to figure out who they are, because if they haven't figured out who they are, they are not going to be able to lead you and who you're supposed to be. So I'm calling out to the ladies, like I've called out to my wife, and said, please come alongside us and let us see the image of God restored in the earth so the kingdom of God can be in all of its fullness in the earth through male and female. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And I'm going to close out with that uh, closing thought, and then I'll I'll, I'll finish our our, uh, show for tonight. I, I believe that the last and greatest thing that, that God created was female. Okay. But I believe that in today's society, women are so powerful and I'm going to encourage you as well to, you are grooming the men of tomorrow at a very young age. You are powerful. You, I know you speak into your son's lives. If, if it's good, fantastic. But even if we change the verbiage and I speak into my son's life and into my daughter's life and tell them how dynamic they are, but it begins at a very young age. That's why I said earlier that I believe that mothers groom their children, but it's fathers that actually activate and perpetuate their sons and, and, and daughters into the next phases of life and, and, and promotes that. But it takes both of them. The two shall become one. Fantastic. Uh, Joseph, thank you so much for jumping on with us tonight. And uh, we'll do some more and uh, have, have further discussion uh, about this. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you tonight for being with us tonight. I hope that you found an encouraging word uh, during this times of transition. Uh, it's difficult. It's challenging. There's no doubt about it. I want to thank uh, Lynn, my friend, for jumping on tonight and talking about toxic masculinity versus kingdom dynamic. This is a critical moment, and uh, you, you are, you're alive for such a time as this. Yes, you are. And so uh, be encouraged tonight. You are, you are the light. You are the salt. You can do this. You have an ability to speak into your existence. You have an, an ability to speak to your past and say, I, don't, I no longer accept that. I no longer accept poverty and, and anguish and disruptive lifestyles and addictions of every kind. Speak to those things. Listen, I know the reality is true. The acknowledgement of suicide, depression, anxiety, stress right now. I, I know these things are high in America today, but we must con, uh, uh, contain our composure. We walk by faith and not by sight. We're not worried about what happens in the world because we are not of this world. We are simply spiritual beings passing through. And during this time of transition and change and transformation, let his kingdom come, let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the beauty of the kingdom mind. And so we want you to be encouraged. Stay in contact with us. Write to us. We posted uh, Lynn's information. If you're ever in the Hearst Euless Bedford area, uh, reach out to them. Uh, you can email them through his website and everything. I know that uh, he would love that opportunity to speak into your life as well. Remember, if you're getting this message, you're not just the resistance, but you're the reformation brought here to the earth from the kingdom to be the salt and the light in this dark place. Be blessed. Be encouraged. And uh, we will speak to you again. Uh, we won't be on until probably w uh, Wednesday this week. Um, and But we will always be bringing you the kingdom message into, this, the, the, into the world, into your life. Words of encouragement, words of empowerment. We want you to be blessed, be encouraged. And we'll talk to you again. Take care. Just going to hang out here for just one more moment. one more second and we want to thank those who had jumped online to us for us tonight i know tijuana was watching in the house and puerto rico was watching in the house we thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us tonight and we'll talk to you again take care Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Life podcast with Coach Chris Silva. We're glad you enjoyed today's podcast. You can also find additional Kingdom topics by subscribing to I Am Kingdom Life on other social media sites and our website at IamKingdomLife.org. To contact Coach Chris directly, you can write to him at CoachChris at IamKingdomLife.org. And for your continued support, please feel free to make a generous contribution on Cash App at dollar sign I am Kingdom Life. Your generous continued contributions allow us to spread the word in non-traditional ways, sharing the message of the kingdom.